Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. And I'm happy to welcome onto the show our regular economic correspondent. He is a senior fellow at African Liberty, Pumlani Majosi. Pumlani, how are you doing? Good morning, Benji. How are you, sir? I'm doing very, very well. I see that uh, you were getting some additional high FM time in the other day. I had an interview with Howard Feldman. Mm, yes, it was fun. I like the guy. He likes me too. And that's uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, very, very yeah. nice. I'm glad to see. Uh, I'm glad to see that you were spending additional time on High FM. Now, Pamlani, um, we did have the budget last week, um, and it doesn't seem like anybody is happy with the finance minister. Hey, nobody is happy. You know, I'm not happy too, uh, and I sense as well that you are not happy. <laughs> so it wasn't a good budget at all. You know, ben- Benji, it came out. It was more of a, a speech, a speech to deliver the bad news, right? You know, when someone comes to deliver the bad news, that's what the speech was, right? Because when you look at it, um, you know, there will be more taxes going up. We are still going to see, uh, well, sorry, we are still going to see government debt going up. So the fundamentals are quite, are very, very bad. And what I noticed as well is that our government no longer has credibility, right? So people, whether in markets, whether uh, the, the, the public in general, they don't trust that whatever they say, whatever this government says is going to do, they are going to do it, right? So they don't have credibility. It's not clear. With all that they've said they are going to do, some of some of it um, is good, some of it is not good. It's not clear as to what are the timelines, right? When exactly are they going to do this and how are they going to do it? Um, so those are the questions that are being asked. And there was also no clarity on, um, in fact, the, the speech never mentioned the National Health Insurance, NHI. There was no mention of that. There was also no mention of um, the universal basic income that is being uh, spoken about uh, in the government circles. So there is so much that was missing with the speech, and um, and it's, you know it's not surprising that people are quite disappointed because it, it, I mean it was really a disappointing speech, more of a report of of how bad um, our finances are, which is not good for the country. Of course, one thing that wasn't missing was a, a, a 10 billion rand bailout for SAA. Aha, aha, that was not missing, right? And here's what they did, by the way. The minister proposes cuts in the, uh, I think, Department of Justice, right? Um, they also, they're also proposing cuts in, um, in, in education as well to fund the dying state, I mean, the dying SAA, the airlines company. So people have also expressed anger over this as to where are our government's priorities, right? How come you sort of pull out the funding from the most important things and you you put it um, into uh, the dying airline that is SAA? For me, it's more about politics because we know that whenever it comes to SOEs, there's much politics in them um, because there are also interest groups like uh, the unions that want... SAA to be alive, 
you know, that want um, government to continue controlling the state-owned enterprises for their benefit, you know, for unions' benefit, for their employees, for the members, right? So we are struggling to see reform there because of that. It's the politics. The fact that you can, given the, the dire financial state that we are in, the fact that you can still throw in the billions of friends into the dying airline, I mean, it's just, it's shocking and disappointing. Now, it's interesting, actually, the, 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 the minister is saying that he wants to additionally tax the populace for 40, uh, with 40 billion rand this year and 100 billion after that. Uh, and interestingly, it was 40 billion that's been put into SAA over this year. So, you know, if, if it wasn't for SAA, we, we wouldn't have gotten any necessarily any tax raises, um, in terms of our, uh, in terms of the, the rates that are going up. I mean, do we have a sense about, when we're talking about an extra 40 billion that the fiscus needs, where, what kind of taxes? Are they going to put VAT up again in February or, uh, well, additional income tax? Well, they are exploring a number of options, including, including the wealth tax, right? Taxing the rich people like you, Benji. So they will be after you. <laughs> they want to tax you more. <laughs> that's, right. That's one tax I'm not going to have to worry about. That's for sure. <laughs> So they're exploring a number of taxes. Um, I mean, one of them is the world tax, um, of which, which is quite strange, uh, because when you look at, um, when in terms of, when you look at the tax base, um, in fact, rich people are paying quite significantly in South Africa, right? So, I mean, if we continue to tax them more, that creates incentives for them to move their wealth or their sort of their assets else, elsewhere. So taxes, Benji, are not a good thing, right? Because what they do is that they, they slow down the economy, right? They repress the economy because we are shifting, we are taking the money and we are putting it into government programs, right? Of which we know government programs are quite inefficient. This money could be used by the consumers to spend more to keep the economy productive. Yet you take it, uh, you take it away from them and you put it into uh, you know, um, uh, government's inefficient programs. So taxes are not good in general. I mean, increasing taxes is not a good uh, sort of uh, approach to try and grow the, the economy. Uh, so we are expecting government wants um, billions of taxes over the next four years. But also, guess what? I mean, if they are still going to continue spending more. Um, so there isn't really sort of a concrete one position from our government um, and almost every step they take you can see that it's not steps that will stimulate economic growth south africa needs plus minus five percent economic growth to reduce the current very very high levels of unemployment so and right now we are growing at plus minus one percent which is very very dismal and the policy um that we are pursuing really doesn't sort of doesn't um doesn't uh, improve the state of our economy, which is quite quite sad. Now, one of the things that the, the minister is saying is that he wants to uh, reduce the amount of government spend in um, uh, in, in the actual yeah. departments. Mm-hmm. Um, what what you know? Where do you think that's going to come from? And and that's going to be crucial because uh, we have a huge amount of. Government to, to debt GDP ratio, um, government debt to GDP. So, so just explain to us where that, um, 
where that comes from and, 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 and what we have to worry about if the debt ratio keeps, keeps going up. Well, the debt ratio is, we need to remember right now, right now, when you look at South Africa's debt uh, to GDP uh, uh, numbers, they are not really bad, too bad or bad compared to other emerging markets, right? So from an emerging market comparison point of view, we are still not that too bad. But here's the thing, though. Our debt is rising, right? And as we approach 80%, approaching um, 90%, as we had there, it won't be good for the economy, right? And your question was, so where can we sort of cut where the money could come from? Well, we're already seeing them doing cuts uh, from... Um, uh, to, to Justice Department, as I mentioned, Department, as I mentioned earlier, there are already some cuts in education as well. And but the thing is, those cuts they are moving the funds to things that are even more inefficient, that is, state-owned enterprises. Uh, we are also hearing that government will look into the public sector wage bill, right? In fact, uh, the big component of of uh, government's cuts are more focused. In, in the public sector wage bill Which is a very controversial issue by the way uh, That is why even on that issue Government is not credible We can't trust them Because we know that's a very sensitive issue With the, with the unions So they are likely What they say is likely likely is, Isn't going to happen So I mean it's, it's, it's just a complex thing That uh, one is looking at And I think our government Has a huge Sort of challenge uh, in front of them, and so far, so far the approach has been very much wrong in terms of um, uh, government um, spending and taxes and all that. Now, when we talk about uh, you know the, the the debt getting too much, uh, you know the the, the when the, basically the the country is not producing enough to cover the debt, how far away are we from that? And, and what does that look like? Because, you know, you, you have these visions of, like, Greece and all of these sorts of things happening. I mean, is, is that a legis- legitimate scenario in a South African context? It is It is a legitimate scenario because, firstly, when you look at the rate at which our government debt has, in, has been rising over the, first, over the past years, it's quite shocking. Um, the speed, um, when you look at even by emerging market standards, when you look at the debt we've accumulated, in fact, over the past 10 years, we accumulated more debt than any other country in the emerging market, with the exception of Argentina, right? So that tells you of, um, of the magnitude of our, of our government debt, uh, over the past, over the past, uh, years. And when you look at the priorities, Benji, that are in government's table, because remember, last week they never spoke about NHI. Because really they need to find the money to fund it, right? So we are, we are going to hear in the February budget as to how are they going to fund their NHI, right? We didn't hear about their universe, universal basic income because those things need to be funded. So obviously when you look at all those programs, right, and other government spendings, like the fact that they are still uh, trying to even fund things like SAA and other SOEs, our spending is continuous um, continue, is continu- continuously going up And borrowing is going up as well So within a space of 3-4 years In fact they say 5 years or so we'll, That's when we are going to be hitting um, Numbers of plus 90% 
of debt as a percentage of our GDP. And the moment you reach those levels, Benji, that's where your economy is being impacted, slowing growth and government struggling with finances, of which then you are going to hit hundreds. And the moment you hit hundreds, which is a space of about, what, eight years or so, you are in serious trouble. We are becoming more like Greece now. And what does that look like when, when, when that happens? Because everyone always talks about this. And I mean, does that mean that the government can't pay salaries? Uh, does it, um, uh, does it make the, that, you know, is, is, is pensions at risk? What actually happens in the scenario? Well, what happens is that it's more like when you and I don't have the money, right? And we don't have, because we have too much debt, um, uh, people want their money, we have to pay them. As a result, there are things that we will need to cut spendings on, right? You could be talking about pensions, you could be talking about further cuts in education so that we, so that we finance the debt, we pay back the debt. You could be talking about various kinds of spendings or government programs that, that won't be prioritized, prioritized at that point. Rather, the debt will be prioritized. Now, that's where you are going to, it's going to be, it's likely you are going to see turmoil there. People taking on the streets and saying, no, we don't want our pension, uh, pensions cut, right? We don't want our wages to be, uh, further cut down. That's where you are going to see, you begin to see chaos there, which is the kind of chaos you saw in Greece when government basically had reached a point where it no longer afforded and people, people, you know, people couldn't, people don't understand in South Africa. They will say, where is the money? We want the money. Right. And then chaos, chaos will start. And that won't be good for the country. But it's, it's also going to drive our investors as well. The moment we have a, a chaotic society, no one will, will come and invest in such a, a chaotic society. And it's really going to, to harm us a lot. So what do we need to do in your view? I mean, we're giving all this extra money to SIA. Should we, should we be selling it off? Should, are there other options that we have? The key, the, the key here, uh, Benji, the key to resolving South Africa's economic crisis, it's not monetary policy, right? I was in another debate two weeks back with the former statistician general, Bali, Bali Lehutla. Um, you know, and him and another guest were saying the treasury and the reserve bank need to step in and pump more money into the economy. I said, no, 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 no. That's not what South Africa needs. South Africa needs structural reforms, Benji. When I talk about structural reforms, I'm talking about the tax reform policy. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about reforming the labor market. The labor costs are high in South Africa compared to other emerging markets. I mean, I'm talking about, so I'm talking about labor reforms. I'm talking about privatizations of SOEs. I'm talking about the reform of education over the long term, skills development and so on. So those are the key things we have to do. You have to do to fix South Africa. Pumping in, pumping in more money through the reserve bank and the treasury and more spendings and so on isn't going to help us, right? So those are the key things we have to do. And, um, for me, I don't think taxes are what we need now. I don't think we need more government spending. We've seen that happening over the past decade. And here we are with more than 40% of the people sitting at home without jobs. So those are the things we have to do to get South Africa moving, to get back to plus minus uh, uh, 5% economic growth that we need to, to, to fix to fix the country. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, going to be a bit of a tough ride, but uh, no doubt, uh, Pumani, you will keep us informed about what the right way is to go. Um, if people want to read more of what you're writing, where can they find it? Can find it uh, well. Um, I am on Twitter, so I'm at Pumlani M. Josie. I'm on Facebook as well. I have a Facebook page there. Uh, you can also check my website as well um, because my content goes up there. It's PumlaniMajosie.com, so that's where you can find some stuff around the economy and yeah, all things South Africa. Fantastic, Pumlani Majosi there joining us. He is our regular economic correspondent and a senior fellow at African Liberty. Thanks you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Thanks, Benji.